So what is globalisation? Well, globalisation for a lot of people, um, they think of as a, something that's happening to all of us, as opposed to something that governments are making active decisions about and shaping you know, every day in governments across the world. What's making glo a new globalisation possible at the moment is the huge communications revolution, which means you can have instantaneous transactions right across the world. You can structure your production, finances in a very global way. But that's only an instrument of globalisation. That does not capture for us the core decisions which have made globalisation possible. And what are those core decisions? Well, they're, they're liberalisation decisions. It's governments deciding to open up their borders to trade, to open up their borders to finance, to permit foreign financial companies to come and operate within their borders, to permit or not to permit all the kinds of trading and leveraging activities that we've seen in this crisis. So actually, government decisions um, are what let the genie out the bottle. The, this is not globalization is not a genie that has worked its way its own way out of the bottle. Governments have made policy decisions which have opened up more and more parts of every economy to global forces. So we've seen a huge increase in transactions across borders. We've seen a huge increase in the use of technology to foster trade and finance, you know, between countries. And what does that mean for economies around the world? So it means economies around the world are, are more vulnerable to one another, but also have more opportunities in their trade and financial um, flows with one another. But I guess as important as understanding the economic impacts of globalisation is to think about the political impacts. So the way globalisation changes borders and identities. So it means that you can have both transnational political groups, whether they're NGOs, transnational firms, and transnational criminal networks as well. And all of these new transnational political groupings become conduits, rather like trade and finance, suddenly political ideas, political movements, whether good or bad, can flow very quickly across borders. And reactions to them can flow very quickly. And we're seeing that political reaction in this financial crisis as well. We're seeing groups around the world, in other parts of the world, saying, well, maybe this crisis shows that we're too politically and economically vulnerable to other countries and we need to be more robustly nationalistic. So globalisation has its own breaks built into it as groups resist it, react to it, realise that they're vulnerable, set up barriers to it. And that's what we're seeing in the wake of the crisis.